Hello, everybody. My name is Jacob McGrail, and alongside me is Corey Branson, Diana Hong, and Mike Liu of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. This past week was one with a number of regular seasons ending. That was the case for soccer, women's rugby, and women's field hockey, with a number of those teams now looking ahead to the playoffs. As well, football pulled off a massive win here at home, and hockey had some strong results of their own. There will also be, or there was also, a big cross-country meet and some exhibition play, but we'll start with one of the biggest results of this weekend, football. And let's kick off with that. I mean... Really, what's there to say? Um, this team came out of the gate 0-2, and it, it just looked like a repeat of 2019 where we all know what a complete disaster that season was. But um, the T-Birds have just proved everybody wrong. Two wins have pushed them right back into the playoff race, and this week was a huge win over the formerly undefeated Manitoba Bisons. Yeah, it was UBC. They got off to a very quick start in this game. They scored 17 straight points in the first quarter to go up 17-0. Ben Kolb kicked it off with a field goal before Garrett Rooker continued his strong rookie year as he threw two touchdown passes to Trey Kellogg. Yeah, and just as quickly as UBC got those 17 unanswered points, back came the Bisons. They got 24 of their own in rapid fashion. They took the lead and they shut down the UBC offense all the way until the final quarter. With the game still within striking distance, the Thunderbirds embarked on their comeback. First, Daniel Apia returned a Vices punt for 40 yards, nearly fumbling it before late Courtmore dove on the loose ball. Did I screw up that name? <laughs> uh, it's Lake, Lake Corte Moore. Okay. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, three, successive, <laughs> three successive Dane Kapler tries, uh, runs brought UBC to the goal line. But unfortunately, the Thunderbirds weren't able to convert the third and goal, and it was a turnover for the Manitoba Bisons. However, on that ensuing drive, Dustin McGee picked off the first year Sawyer Thiessen's pass, putting UBC right back in the driver's seat on the, 30, uh, on the 32-yard line. Yeah, the UBC def- defense definitely came up clutch in the fourth quarter, and then after they got that interception, Rooker found Kellogg again in the end zone, put the T-Birds ahead 25-24 to 24 with just a minute left. Uh, they had the chance to really, I guess, seal it more with a field goal. Cold missed, but he did get a rouge to add one more point to the score. And the UBC defense held until the very end, and they won 26-24. to 24. Yeah, Rooker finished with 145 yards passing in this one. Not crazy numbers, uh, but he completed 12 passes and threw three TDs. Uh, on just those 12 completions. His total of 1,146 yards over the course of the season puts him in third in Canada West. He was actually first in the country coming into this game in terms of passing yards per game. So this was definitely a lot lower for him. They didn't get as much going in the air, but a win is a win. Yes. The Thunderbirds rushed the ball 43 times compared to just 22 passing plays. Dane Kapler led... UBC on the ground for the first time this season with 17 carries for 143 yards, the vast majority of it in the second half. And with his three touchdowns, Trey Kellogg earned himself Canada Offensive Player of the Week honors. The fifth year has been one of the veterans of this very young group and a key cog in the offense. He has six touchdowns this season, putting him in second in Canada West. And going going back to the point about Kapler, me and Corey were watching the game at the stadium 
and it seemed like in the second half, they just gave up on throwing the ball completely. It's just every single possession, hand it off to Kapler, hand it off to Kapler. I mean, it worked. <laughs> Certainly did. Jake uh, had a very astute point. He said during the game, you've heard of Great Dane Coffee. Now get ready for Great Dane Kapler. And I thought that was incredible improv on the spot, and I think he deserves credit for it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Got to make sure my jokes make it onto the air. Uh, <laughs> as, as mentioned earlier, Lake Corte Moore came up uh, very big when he uh, recovered the fumble that nearly uh, was one of the most deflating moments of the game when Appia fumbled it on the punt return. And on the defensive end, he was also very strong. The UBC defense as a whole, they gave up over 40 points in both of the first two games. And in these last two, they've come up very clutch. So the the amount of growth in a short time is very cool to see. Yeah, now they're 2-2, two and two, and they're tied for third place with the Golden Bears of the University of Alberta in Canada West standings. They're in a playoff spot as it stands right now, which, as Mike mentioned, is ridiculous to think about uh, from two weeks ago. They have two games left in the season, uh, so a couple opportunities to improve their position. They take on the Calgary Dinos this week, and that will be in Calgary. Speaking of Dinos, the normally dominant Dinos are 1-3 to three this year. The first time they've had three losses in a season since 2008. They're still ranked at number 10 in the country, though. The Thunderbirds have a terrible history against Calgary. They've only beat them once since 2006, losing 23 of their last 24 meetings. Which is pretty insane <laughs> for football. You'd think it would be this would be a sport that's more even than that for most teams. But <laughs> and yet and yet here and, we are. And also, as this this has come up in the show in years past, but who 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 the people in charge of doing the U Sports National Rankings are cowards. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon, as soon as a team like any team, as long as they're top before the season starts, they don't want to ever take them out of the top ten. Calgary, they're usually great. They're one in three this year, and yet they're still top ten in the country apparently, <laughs> despite having one win. So just. Take them out of the rankings. Well, hey, I mean, maybe that means if we beat them this weekend, we'll get into the top 10. That would only be fair. <laughs> only only fair. Only fair. Yeah. Uh, let's switch from the field to the ice now. We're going to talk about hockey. As Jake mentioned in the open, it was a really productive week for our hockey teams. The women were hosting the Manitoba Bisons as well for their home opener. Uh, they lost a tight one on Friday night, 3-2, to two, but they rebounded in fine fashion on Saturday in the matinee. They won that one 5-1. to one. Yeah, the first game saw a flurry of chances in the first period, with neither team really finding the back of the net. Samantha Sikorek, uh, hopefully pronounced that right, uh, finally opened the scoring 47 seconds into the second period, converting for the Bisons before Haley Edwards. Haley? Haley. I'll go with, we're going to go with Haley Edwards. <laughs> doubled uh, the visitors' leads uh, midway through the period. Uh, Captain Kenzie Robinson finally put the birds on the board with time running out in the second, netting a shorthanded tally as the culmination of some stellar stick work. Yeah, Jenna Fletcher brought UBC level three minutes into the third. She pounced on a puck that just made its way through Bison's goalie, Aaron Fargi. The tie game did not last long, however, because Edwards scored a penalty shot midway through the period that thwarted that Thunderbirds comeback. Uh, the second game on Saturday started similarly to the first with UBC peppering the net early on. In this case, however, that bevy of chances turned into a bundle of goals, and UBC led 3-0 heading into the first intermission off of scores from Grace Elliott, Kanisha Misswagon, and Joelle Fiala. And for Elliott and Misswagon, it was their first ever Canada West goals, so congratulations Ooh. to them. 
Cameron Gillis put an end to the shutout bid halfway through the second on a power play, but Chanreed Bassi and Sofia Gaskell responded minutes later to stretch the score to 5-1, to one, where that's, well, that's well where the game finished uh, at the final whistle, 5-1. to one. The Thunderbirds outshot the Bisons in both games. (laughs) Not the Bisons. No. (laughs) Not this time. But but on Saturday, the disparity was particularly vast as UBC had 35 shots to Manitoba's 13. I mean, anytime you get three times the amount of shots to the other team, you probably have a good chance of winning. Uh, The Thunderbirds, they're now 3-1. Next on the schedule is a trip to Edmonton. They'll take on another Relatively new addition to Canada West Hockey in McEwen after previously playing Trinity Western a couple weeks ago. The Griffins are only 1-4 to start the year. The men took to the road for their series with the Bisons over the weekend. Playing in unfriendly confines, it was back-to-back 4-3 victories for the Thunderbirds. The second coming in overtime. Yeah, this was the home opener for the Bisons, so they came out of the gate quickly. Devin Skaleski scored to put the home team ahead only three minutes into the game, but Thunderbirds were undeterred with this early deficit. They responded with three unanswered goals of their own between the end of the first and the start of the third. It was Carson Miller, Quinn Benjafield, and Tyler Sandu who found the net for UBC. Keaton Jameson on the power play brought the Bisons back within one with 10 minutes to play, but Tian Rask scored the eventual winning goal six minutes later. The Bisons gained some life after uh, Dylan Thiessen brought one back a couple minutes afterwards, but it was too little, too late for the hosts. This was a scrappy game. The two teams combined for 15 minor penalties over the course of 60 minutes. Yeah, Game 2 featured an identical scoreline, as I mentioned, but the Thunderbirds had to wait until overtime to eventually reign victorious. In fact, UBC faced three separate one-goal deficits in this game, uh, but every single time they clawed back and eventually forced that extra period. Yeah, it was Lyndon McCorister who opened the scoring for the Bisons in the first UBC, again falling behind, but Jarrett Taiska brought UBC level near the end of the period. Then Colton Veloso restored the Bison's lead in the second. Tyska scored again to square up the game. McCorster scored again to give the Bisons a 3-2 lead after two. And the two teams, they were just going back and forth this whole time. And that continued into the third, where the Thunderbirds were the ones that really pressed hard. And finally, really cutting close here, but two minutes left, Ryan Pouliot found the last tying goal. In OT, it was a shorthanded 2-on-1 that resulted in a UBC victory as Chris Douglas slotted one past Bison's goalie, Jeremy Link. How, how are you giving up a shorthanded 2-on-1 in overtime? I... Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of goalies, Ethan Anders notched his first ever Canada West win in this one, stopping 29 of 32 shots in front of the Thunderbirds' cage and shutting out the Bisons in the third. I always love the early season and just all of the first time in Canada West <laughs> X happens. And especially this year with uh, so many seasons getting canceled last year. So many more players to get these milestones. It's fun. Uh, the men, too, will face newly promoted McEwen this weekend. Uh, but they get to return to home ice for that clash. The Griffins are 2-0, and while the Thunderbirds are 4-0, undefeated on the young season. The men's program has never begun a year with five consecutive victories, so here's hoping that streak ends in a couple days. And the men's hockey team, they're also, I believe it's either fourth or fifth in the country currently ranked, which is very good to see. Hopefully they might be able, if they keep having a good season, to get back to that national championship tournament that they were robbed of competing in by the start of the pandemic a couple years ago. 
Yeah, um, and back to the field. Uh, women's rugby finished the regular season with first place in the Canada West standings. The Thunderbirds showcased a convincing 44-10 to win against the University of Victoria Vikes at home. Four minutes right uh, after the opening kickoff, the ball got past the right wing and found Madison Gould as she successfully gave the T-Birds an early 5-0 lead. However, the Vikes followed up with a try of their own in the 13th minute. And then three minutes later, it was third-year T-Bird Emma Feldinger who was able to successfully complete a try. The Vikes tied the score once again, reminiscent of that second men's hockey game that UBC played in with these trading of points. Gold then found Elena Scramstad for a converted try that gave UBC a 17-10 advantage at halftime. Yeah, first half consisted of those trading tries, uh, but the T-Birds really picked it up in the second half. In the 51st minute, Florence Simmons completed her second try of the game and gave UBC a 22-10 cushion. And then the T-Birds carried their amazing momentum with multiple multiple successful tries by Simmons, Piper Logan, and Olivia Scarborough, Sarah Burra, as they outscored the Vikes 27-0 in the second half and finished with a score of 44-10. The Thunderbirds are set to open the playoffs against the Calgary Dinos on Thursday in the conference semifinals. The Dinos were 3-3 in the regular season, and UBC beat them 39-20 at home earlier this month. The most points they've given up in a game this year. I mean, that's pretty crazy if you're looking at 39-20. It's like, that was the most disappointing result we probably had in the uh, in the regular season. But just shows how amazing this women's rugby team has been uh, this season. I've said it once, I'll say it again. High standards here at UBC. <laughs> you should be disappointed. <laughs> now now that golf is wrapped up for a little while, Corey has to transfer his high standards pep talks to other sports. Yep. <laughs> Thankfully, we have the uh, the women's rugby team. And uh, we're now going to take a quick break for Ads and PSAs. When we come back, we're going to be talking about soccer as well as field hockey, cross country, and some exhibition play. <laughs> Red Cat Records is an amazing artist-owned and operated record store. Shop from their diverse online music collection and get free shipping within Vancouver and the Lower Mainland with the purchase of two or more LPs. If you would like to further support them through the evolving COVID-19 crisis, you can do so by buying a gift card to use at a later date. Visit www.redcat.ca for more information. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. Old or New Testament? I think the New Testament. The question is, Pilot, remember Pilot from the New Testament? What does Pilot? He fiddled while... Yeah, no, well, just a minute. Let me ask the question, then you can give me the answer, okay? Did Pilot want Jesus to be crucified? Uh, 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 Pontius Pilot washed his hands of it. So did he want him to be crucified? Yeah. No. 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 Well, find a good church. It'll help you. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye here on CITR 101.9. We're now going to talk about our soccer teams. The women's team started their final weekend of the regular season, as they usually have this year. That's with a win as they beat Victoria 3-1 on Friday. It was Vanessa Tomei who opened the scoring midway through the first half before Daniel Steer, as uh, a name we've gotten very familiar with this Canada West season, uh, for the last five years, uh, she scored close to the break to give UBC a 2-0 lead. They had six shots on targets in the first 45, while the Vikes had nothing. The Thunderbirds did concede very early in the second half, and UVic began to control more of the play, but they held on from there as Steers scored again in the 77th minute to seal the win. Sofia Ferreira got the assist on the first UBC goal, her sixth of the season. And she finished the regular season tied for third in Canada West in helpers. Yeah, and if you want to see a fun video of Freyra at training, <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the UBC Sports Twitter page. Diana, you were involved in that, correct? Yep. That was that, she, she was mic'd up. She was she was having fun. She was yelling at her teammates. It was a good time. I had so many footage of that. Oh, it was so hard cutting it down to under a minute. Yeah, the second game on Saturday was 0-0 at halftime before who else? But Steer opened the scoring in the 55th minute with penalty kick. However, Victoria equalized in the 76th, and the game ended 1-1 for UBC's first draw of the season. The Thunderbirds outshot the Vikes 15-5, and the eight corners compared to just two. This was all the first time in this season that they conceded a goal in back-to-back games. Um, Didn't they draw against uh, TWU? Oh, yes. Yes. I I forgot about that. Yeah. So second second, second draw draw of the season. Uh, UBC only allowed four goals the entire regular season, tying the all-time Canada West record and breaking the school record. Those goals came in four different games, meaning they haven't conceded more than one in a game this year. Steer, meanwhile, ended the regular season with 15 goals in 12 games, only the third player in Canada West history to score 15 goals in a season. Unfortunately, though, she didn't win the Golden Boot as Calgary's Montana Leonard broke the conference record. She scored 17 goals. That's pretty insane. You score over a goal per game for the entire season, and you and you get a top three scoring season of all time, and you can't be the highest scorer of this season. <laughs> Probably that one week against TWU that was the um, real killer in her Golden Boot chances. But on Friday, the Canada West playoffs begin, the real important part. As the Thunderbirds host the 7-4-1 Regina, uh, Regina Cougars in the quarterfinals. UBC has never lost to Regina with an all-time record of 13 wins, 0 losses, and 1 draw. Now looking at the men's team, the weekend did not start well at all for them as they lost their first game against Victoria 2 to nothing. Uh, UBC conceded just six minutes into this game, and the Vikes went up 2-0 before the end of the first half. It took until the second half for the Thunderbirds to get their first shot on target, and they couldn't find a way to score. Yeah, this was the first time this season that the Thunderbirds were shut out, so I'm happy to hear it hasn't happened so far. Uh, and it's only their second loss of the year, so not the end of the world, but still a disappointing afternoon. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the end of the world because the second game was a lot better. UBC, they confirmed their spot in the playoffs with a dominant 4 to nothing win. They scored three goals in the first nine minutes of the game, really getting off to a fast start. Jackson Farmer struck first, and then it was Tristan and Co. scoring twice. 
after the Ngohi goal, Stefan Kolbo scored his first goal of the season in the 90th minute as the Thunderbirds follow up the loss with their biggest win of the season. This win meant that the Thunderbirds finished second in the West Division with a 4-2-2-2-6 record, um, just one point ahead of both Thompson Rivers and UFV. They also finished with the third best record in Canada West. It just goes to show how even a lot of Canada West was where you get four wins in 12 games, and yet you have the third best record in the conference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ngohi had a strong end of the season with five goals in his last five games, giving him six total for the season. That was tied for third in the conference. Chris Lee and Logan Chung led the team with assists. They had three each. On Sunday, the Thunderbirds also host their Canada West quarterfinals matchup. They're playing Calgary, who finished third in the Central Division with a 4-2-4 and record. Thunderbirds are looking to win their fourth Canada West Championship in a row. The only school that has won four in a row before is UBC, which they did in the 1990s when they won six in a row. Um, so moving on to field hockey, uh, women's field hockey. As for the women's field hockey team, they finished off their Canada West season here at home this past weekend. Um, it wasn't the dream ending that they wanted as the Thunderbirds finished second in the conference. The two games against Calgary with both shutout wins as they won 5-0 in the first and 3-0 in the second. Sanpreet Basra, uh, Basra, Liz Matheson, Izzy Fraser, Sarah Goodman, and Daniel McBean scored in the first. Well, Matheson, Alex Varney, uh, uh, Vanry, and Michaela Ster- uh, Stelling scored in second. Yeah. And again, just a big rip to the Calgary field hockey team. They, <laughs> <laughs> it's just never a good time for them, it seems, when they play because you got Victoria, who have been the best team the last couple of years, and then UBC who haven't unfortunately been as good as Victoria, but they still just beat the crap out of Calgary every time <laughs> that they play them. And it's un- unfortunate, I guess, that there's only three teams in the uh, in the entire conference. The first game that the Thunderbirds played against Victoria, they played in the pouring rain for a lot of the game. It was a lot more low scoring. Stelling opened the scoring for UBC before the Vikes equalized in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was all the scoring we saw. It sent the game to a shootout. The Vikes won that 4-1 clinching the Canada West Championship and a spot in the National Championship game. Uh, the second game against Victoria was, again, a tight one as Victoria squeaked out a 1-0, one to 0 one win to finish 8-2-0 on the season. Afterwards, Izzy Fraser, Sarah Goodman, Kaylee Chow, and Jordan Faisak. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. We're all <laughs> named to the conference all-star team. I was so close. Special shout-outs to Izzy Fraser. She had an awful injury a couple of years ago uh, that really knocked her out of the team, and it was question whether she would play again. So fantastic that she came back and that she is now on the Conference All-Star team. Great yeah. work. We're going to move on to cross-country now, briefly cover the meet they had over the weekend. That was the Provincial Cross-Country Championships. They took place this Saturday in Victoria. Uh, the Thunderbirds had a fine showing in both the men's and women's divisions. Abby Ilapakala was second in the women's under-20 race, and Thomas Knobs also took home silver in the men's senior division. Only Ilapakala uh, raced in the U-20 division, running uh, 22.58 over 6 kilometers, but other T-Birds participated in the women's senior competition. Jamie Hennessy's AKM in 29.06 was good enough for 12th place, while Rachel Mortimer, Keila, Star- uh, Keila, uh, Keila Stark? Yeah, all right. Keila Stark and Amelia... Full, all finished in the top 20 as well. For the men, the seniors, and the U20s all raced together. So the Thunderbirds 
were all in one 8-kilometer heat. Nobbs ran with a time of 23.37, while teammate Tyler Dozy was only 11 seconds behind him in fourth. Josh uh, Kozel made it three UBC athletes in the top 10 as his 24.39 was good for 10th place. Here's a fun stat. All but one place from 13th to 23rd in the men's race was occupied by a Thunderbird. Um, And all their times were within 27 seconds of one another. These guys are a team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it must have looked like a practice for them when they're running. You're looking around and saying, oh, it's just all these other UBC guys here. (laughs) I can't see anyone else in this race. (laughs) Danny, I'm really loving your William Shatner delivery on some of these lines. (laughs) These guys are a team. (laughs) They are, though. It's true. It's back to university competition this Saturday, as both men's and women's teams will be in Saskatoon for the Canada West Championships. The women are defending champions from back in 2019. And finally, a couple other Thunderbirds teams were back in action in some of, the, of some of their play before the, their seasons get underway. Well, before their <laughs> as we get going into the winter season of uh, the varsity sport calendar, men's volleyball, women's basketball, and men's rugby were all involved in this past weekend. The men's volleyball team was in action in Abbotsford, playing in the UFE Cascade Invitational, going up against UFE, McGowan, and Brandon University. The Thunderbirds went undefeated, winning all three matches. There were some struggles, but the team got the results that they are looking for. There is no box score available for the third match. What is this, softball? <laughs> <laughs> but Colton Lou recorded 10 kills in both of the first two. While Zarli Zaleski had a strong pair of performances, averaging nine and a half kills and five blocks with a 586 hitting percentage. Yeah, the Thunderbirds, they, despite the wins, they were messy from the service line in both these two matches. They had a combined total of 12 aces in the two, which, you know, fine. They had a combined 63 service errors in those two matches. That was over 35% of the total points that they gave up was directly hitting it into their own net. <laughs> Which, the, how, how does this happen? The one-year layoff from actual competition. <laughs> Anyways, for uh, the other team we have, uh, the other team we have in action is women's basketball. They played two games over the weekend against the University of Regina Cougars, uh, and again they dropped both games uh, with scores of 80 to 72 and 74 to 62. I don't have any box scores for the game, but it looked like a tough-fought loss in both of these games. Rounding out the weekend, we have men's rugby who took on the Pacific Pride in Port Alberni. The Pacific Pride are also known as the Canadian National Junior Development Academy. So this, this is just Junior Team Canada that we're playing against. Uh, the T-Birds held a 10-3 lead going into the final minute. Until the 79th minute, they gave up a last-minute try and finished the game in a 10-10 draw. Looking ahead now to what we have going on this weekend. Uh, coming up tomorrow on Thursday, we have women's rugby. They're playing the Calgary Dinos. Um, women's basketball will get started with games against Trinity Western. Men's basketball also playing the Spartans. Both of those games happening here on campus. Women's ice hockey plays McEwen on Friday. Um as does the men's hockey team as well. Both of those games against the Griffins, though, as we mentioned, men's hockey playing here in Vancouver, women's hockey in Edmonton. And that's when women's soccer has their match against the University of Regina, the Cougars for the Canada West quarterfinal. On Saturday, the cross-country meet that we talked about, the Canada West Championships in Saskatoon. Conclusions of those series for the hockey teams against McEwen. 
Women's basketball will be playing the Vikes, as will the men's basketball team. Both of those games happening here in Vancouver. And we have that football match against the number 10 ranked team in the nation, <laughs> University of Calgary Dinos. <laughs> Coming up on Sunday, all we have is the men's soccer quarterfinal. Uh, that is them against the Calgary Dinos as well. And that's all we have until next weekend. Yeah, very, very fun weekend ahead with the playoffs for both soccer as well as women's rugby. And obviously good to see the basketball teams getting on the court once again. Volleyball, their regular season will be starting in just a couple weeks as well. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is The Shakespeare Show. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail, Corey Branson, Diana Hong, and Mike Liu. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.